0: Good morning. Today's class is in the Rufu Shalema of Yerachmiel Daniel Ben Toba Basha. Please continue to pray for him. He has basically no platelets. We're waiting for medication to work. And he, right now that's what he has. Basically no platelets. So we really, really need a lot of chazuk um, and tefilis. And he's, God willing, he's going to be in the hospital for a couple months. So it's a very, very difficult process, but everybody should continue to pray for him, continue to give charity on his name, continue to forgive people for his name. All you could do, either pray for him, give charity in his name, or forgive people in his name. Those three things can create tremendous mercy. And Mizrat Hashem, with the amount of people that we have, mercy can happen, God willing. <clears throat> Just recovering from a stomach virus for a couple of days. And so finally back to... Tuesday night, we have a great night. Tuesday night, we have, um, we're going to have start having uh, David Lieberman. Um, never get angry again. Very excited for having... We're going to have a Zoom class with the answers to questions and answers afterwards. We're going to start traveling more, God willing. That's another plan for this new year. Traveling more, going to different cities, and just spreading, spreading more. And doing more bigger events, God willing, with the social aspect. So that's really what my vision is, God willing, to do. Working on the book. A little bit of everything. Let's talk about today's class. Today's class we're going to take from a great book called, Rab Nachman's Advice. A bit more advice. Forgive me if I'm a little slow. It's just, uh, come, just coming over this virus. Thoughts and Fantasies, Rab, Rab- Nachman's uh, grand- great-grandson wrote this, Roshim and Barsky, and he basically took the book advice and he gave it a little bit more ump to it. Basically, the book advice itself is a book on every topic, and then he goes into every topic exactly where Rav Nachman talks about these issues. So he talks about here thoughts and fantasies. Rav Nachman says in Lesson 5, if you take the word matzah and chametz, it's basically the same word. It's just the difference is one has a hay, and one has a chet. It's a little stick. And he says we have to be very, very careful. And I'm, and I'm thinking about this today. I said, what's You know, I had to delete all my news apps. I, I'm literally, I deleted so much stuff on my phone. Because every time I'm, I'm turning on my phone, beca- there's a threat. And I'm saying, why am I getting so excited? I mean, all of a sudden, this is going on, and the next thing you know, you watch your emails, the chesed funds, everything's, everything's on the, a chaos. And I'm saying, I can't open up my phone and have this kind of chaos it's so early. It's too much. They delete. They have to delete news apps, delete unsubscribe to emails. It's just, there's a lot of chaos going on. And what happens is, with all this chaos, is what we're going through. This is what creates chametz. What Rav Nachman refers to as chametz. Chametz is like a... Why we're, why we're not allowed to have any kind of chametz? It's because chametz grows. It ferments. It takes over your mind. These negative thoughts, especially what, what majority of us, just takes over your mind. When it takes over your mind, it takes over your heart. And once we, have, we don't have the heart, that's it. <laughs> Forget it. If I don't have my heart into something, it's over. But it all begins with the chametz. You have to be, Nachman says, be careful not to allow the chametz, turn the chametz into matzah. This is the whole concept of Egypt. You know, the whole concept of Passover was all about cleansing the mind and getting out of limitations and getting out of, getting out, getting out of Egypt. Egypt represents our constrictions. And the, the, what's stopping us in Egypt was mitraim, the constant the the emotional aspect of the things we're going through. Definitely, we're all going through a tremendous amount of challenges, but the, it doesn't... Okay, you're going through the challenge, but now you're adding the, emotion, the emotional component to it. And that just deliberates the energy because you don't even have the, the head to even go into the solution mode. So Reb says, a person has to be careful. The most important thing in life, <laughs> he's telling you, is to protect your mind from becoming chametz. Reb Nachman also refers chametz to these fears, these fears that are coming up. News fears, virus fears, whatever it is, these fears itself can create the Khametz. This means not fouling your mind on bad thoughts, thinking about evil ideas, protecting your mind so you don't even obsess with desires also. You have to understand your mind is your temple, your mind is your basically, like Rabbi Nachman refers to This is your lamp. You have a lamp. Your brain is the lamp. Your heart wants to consume the, 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 the candle. Right? Your intellect is, is, the, is the, your, and your body fluids are the oil to give it. Correct? So I have to protect my heart that it shouldn't rise up and have, create too much heat to burn out the oil because if it burns out the oil, I can't light the candle. And the light of the candle is the intellect. So our ability to, to create that the, the consciousness it has a lot to do with guarding your emotions and guarding your desires. These two things we constantly want to do is they want to overpower, take overpower the mind, creating heat, creating turbulence, and not allowing the, the intellect to light. If you want to look at a person's mental health, mental state, look at his addictions, and look at his emotions. Then you'll see if the guy's getting, it's not the person, it's not that the guy's not smart, or he's not, it's how is he controlling these two aspects. And thank God, in Judaism, thank God. You know, again, the, the world of, 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 of foolishness and the world of constriction that we're thinking we're always getting cheated on in life, right? People thinking, oh my God, I'm, I'm keeping this mitzvot, I'm getting cheated on, I'm, I feel like I'm always a slave. For example, the Torah gives you nida. It gives you time to separate from your wife so you can begin brand new. So it, you're allowed to cool off your impulses. This way a person can develop a desire in, in, in a healthy way versus too much of anything. Can burn the person out. Shem gives you money, gives you the ability to, to tell you all day long, make sure you give charity. Make as much money as you want, but make sure you give that 10%, because that 10% is going to guard the 90%. At least you have godliness inside what you're doing. Food, you know, the ability to eat food, times, the, the consciousness, the, the laws of food, that can also, because these three things, can, can, they'll take over your mind. And if that's one thing. Now you got to deal with now you got to deal with the other chometz of the emotions and, and the constant ruach that's running here and the ruach that's there. And this is why we have faith and we have trust that we're allowed to we create it. It's not about dealing with the. We have a ruach already. There's already a ruach. There's already an energy out there. But you can create your own energy. That's what we're trying to say here. A person can create his own energy. Just because somebody's creating an energy doesn't mean you create. This is why I posted. The, the beautiful video by Tony Robbins about priming for 15 minutes. He has a priming video in 15 minutes. It's a, it's a beautiful video. It's exactly pretty much what I do, but not in that order. First 15, the first, the first five minutes he does is he goes into Wim Hof breathing. Okay? Right away, goes into Wim Hof breathing, and he's doing this with like a hundreds, of, thousands of people. Then he's thanking God, he, you know, thanking for an opportunity, a good moment in your life, right then he goes into a meditation on that then he's you know then he's doing another meditation on, on pretending you already have something that you're praying for and then he goes into the prayer itself and not not in that particular order but it, it's very much it like planning the cheesecake party planning the liberation planning the exit you know just just getting into that state what it does to your mind to just you know create endorphins with music it does tremendous things to your mind it creates that ability so it's very, very important not to guard the mind. Because what happens is when you have negative thoughts, Rabnachan says it clogs the heart. And the heart is the root of your creation. You understand? That is the heart, the Bina. The Bina is the creator. The Tzayar. Rabnachan refers refers to Lesson 49 as the Tzayar. That is your creation. This is why we say all the time, our beliefs determine our actions. Bingo! Our beliefs determine our actions. If we, our beliefs are not there, our actions are not gonna be there. It's all very, 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 very connected. And this is what he's saying here. When you dwell on this, it clogs your mind and it prevents you. So all of a sudden, let's see a guy's watching the news. He gets, he sees these these numbers. Who knows if these numbers are real or not real? Who's counting? Why, who? There's a lot, a lot going on. And I'm seeing this in my own facility. Some of the people had it, but they had the vaccine. And it's just, it's a, nobody knows, we're asking the lab, how do you know it's real? Everybody's got their pockets somewhere else, and that pocket's got a pocket somewhere else. There's a lot, lot going on beyond, but our, the whole point is, this whole world right now, what we're going through is, either you can check in, or you can check out. <laughs> There's so much stress out there that it's forcing you to check in, because if you don't check in, you're going to end up checking out, one way or the other, and, got, and God forbid being left to, to, to this world that we're going through right now. And this is what Rab Nachman says: When a person guards his mind, when he guards his mind, he can invigorate himself with joy. But if he can't guard his mind, he can't create that renewal. That's the whole point here: is that I'm I already know in my life is going to be constant renewals, right? This is, and I say this in a head stomach virus, and I'm okay. Let me just let me just procrastinate an hour. Let me just pray. I, I did. I, I squeeze as much as I can, even being sick. Because if I said, okay, if I'm going to be there for two, three, but let me just do one thing right now. And I was able to, little by little, trying to f- mind over, over matter, even though it was nauseous, just to get get in the mind of not... I'm nauseous, I'm done. You, you have to even get to the mind of even fighting that the nausea itself. And this is exactly what Reb Nachman saying here. To not allow these outside. And he compares it to... He compares it to... A... A reed. A reed. You know, if you stick something, for example, if a person sticks something in the middle, let's say I, I throw a pole in the middle of the water. Let's say you're, you're in your inner coastal, you throw a pole in the middle of the water. All of a sudden, all the garbage goes there. In that area. All the garbage goes to that reed. You stick a pole in the middle of the water, and you'll see. All the debris just gravitates towards the pole. Right? So the same thing with our minds. Yeah, a person has a, one stuck on one idea. It's like, it's like the reed. All the things gravitate on that. And he's saying here, the Rav says, the crucial point, and one must know, remember that your intelligence is your neshama. Your ability. Remember, God gave you a soul to develop yourself. You have a soul. He gave us a soul to develop our consciousness. If your consciousness is not, I'm not able to receive consciousness because I'm so... Burnt out, or I'm so into my desires, I can't develop my soul, and I can't. The light can light. Ultimately, what you're going to ask in this world is, what did your soul do for the world? What did you? What did your soul do for the? What in the world were you here for? Were you here to be a critique on Netflix shows? I mean, what at the end of the day, what is your? What in the world did your soul do? Did your soul expand? You understand? Expand. That's the whole point. Is either your neshama is expanding to people? Or you're just into yourself It's pretty much that's, And the, your ability Because once you get out of yourself The first thing you're going to do Then the Shama likes to expand But once you're so into yourself How could you expand If I'm so self-centered That's the problem with being self-centered The problem with being self, self-centered is We can't expand we Can't expand You know, imagine you're in a business You have your idea That's the way I want it How could you expand the business You're not willing to listen to anybody So the same concept in here And he's saying here that evil thinking, negative guarding on these negative thoughts, obviously we we speak more about the feelings of being stuck on fear and and these emotions, can harm and damage the neshama. The amount of mind used to entertain these thoughts is the amount denied and drained of one's true intelligence. (laughs) There you go. The amount that you dwell on it, let's say you're dwelling on these thoughts 90% of the time, then you only have a 10% brain. And I said to myself, imagine if you were 10% more aware in your life. How, how much more successful would you be? Just 10% more aware. It's a big, big number. Imagine if people were 10% more aware of what they're doing. It would change everything. It would change Shalom Bayit, it would change everything. The awareness is the key today. But because of this Hamidz, it doesn't allow, that, that directly t- takes the proportion over one's intelligence. Evil thoughts approach and, 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 and create this, this negative thinking. The result is that a person thinks himself as wise, understanding that he knows everything, but ultimately his eyes are completely, his, his mindset is completely distorted. So when you, when you, again, when you're trying to help people, you see this all the time. They're saying, what are you talking about? I'm good. I'm right. I'm this. But they're so distorted because the Khamit has, has, has stuck in the person's mind. And these evil thoughts trigger and reinforce all the negative character traits and physical cravings. Rabbi Nachman said it's so black and white. And, he, and just, I mean, we're seeing these things with politicians. And he's saying here that one who, what does he say? How it all starts. First it starts with the gava. Arrogance. This is the beginning of the fall. First, God gives a person arrogance so he can fall, so he can think he's this. Then, as soon as the arrogance comes, He makes him fall into the tava of pigama bris. So the, minute, the beginning. You can look at Andrew Como. Right away, God, I want to start the city. Who needs God? Let's rely on science. First, He gets him with the arrogance. Then He gets them on pigama bris. Every single politician. This is why. Or say, say one who say, one who runs after harlots will not even have a piece of bread. He will lose his voice. What happened is with Rab Nachman, there was a time where the, the beginning of his opposition came from, he was in the middle of Yom Kippur, in the middle of a synagogue, and all of a sudden, the chazan lost his voice. So Rav Nachman said, there's a problem here. He's running after har- He's he's doing some kind of... Uh, sleeping around. And they told him, what are you crazy? This is the Chazan. They couldn't believe what happened. They couldn't believe what kind of accusations he said. All of a sudden they found out a week later that he was with somebody else's wife. So they were not it. But when you lose your voice, your ability to make money, it's very connected to this whole concept of going after the situation. So you could see Komo, well, what voice does he have? It's gone. Spitzer, he was killing the whole New York. What happens with the harlot? So it's, there's always the ga'va, there's always the same with ga'va. First arrogance, then the desire, like Reb Nachman saying here, then you fall into desire. And then you lose your voice. That's the pattern. Desi- arrogance, and this is, we could take this very much to singles, unfortunately. Guys, sometimes they make money. Oh, i am ready to get married. I'd ready to get married. Let me, let me be, let me hang out. Let me, and then what happens? They not only do they not get married, they end up with the wrong girls, and then they end up losing money. Same, it's the same pattern. But like we always say many times, how's it, how's it going? So, oh, so far so good. And then the guy just jumped off the building. Thinks he's doing good, but there's a crash. So we need to understand that. Any time that I'm not married, any time that I'm seeking, I need to right away go into humility humility, because humility stops that whole process. The more humble I am, the more I'm going to go into my soul state. The more egotistical I am, the more I, I, I look at a, a candy store. And I'm not doing things on my soul state. I'm not doing things that are looked that are good, instead of look good. And that's, that's the situation we need to really work on. This pattern comes, because as the evil thoughts trigger, they, like Reverend said, they, tri- they reinforce the negative character traits. So, the negative thoughts all of a sudden is going to get you to negative actions. As we say many times, your beliefs determine your actions. I'm sorry, your beliefs determine your speech. Your speech determines your actions. Your actions become your habits. Your habits become your, 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 your destiny. So that whole pattern is all belief-driven. It's all belief-driven. And this is what Reb Nachman says: the essence of returning is to go back into to strengthen yourself, to strengthen yourself, and going back to your your, your neshama state. Reb, Reb, Reb uh, Kramer, he's writing a book on recovery, and he's having he says, "Listen, this is one of the hardest books I've ever written in my whole life because he's he's had to basically interview addicts and and you know to get so he's he, great book. He's going to call it Recovery or Discovery. Mm. Beautiful concept: Recovery or Discovery. And Baruch Hashem, I'm helping him with the book. But it j- just he says it's the hardest book he's had to write because he's had to deal with all these addicts. And yeah, yeah, this is, you have to understand the where people come, And then a necessary point to know, to remember the most effective way to protect from outside thoughts is by praying a lot. Remember, sometimes the best offense, the best defense is a good offense. So if I'm waking up, let's say practically, by praying a lot for something, or yearning a lot, I can't get dragged into the mud. I can't get dragged into the mud. So this is a very, very important thing. When you, because then he says this here, you have to ask God over and over to plead with him, to be saved from these wrongful thoughts. A, A possible way of saying, oh this is every morning, Hashem, I know nothing. I don't even exist. I know nothing at all. Please prevent me. Because remember, the, I know everything is where you can fall. But when you connect to always to the Ma, where we speak about all the time, what do I know? Mahayenu, ha'yeinu, ma I know nothing. Then you're prevented from the flood of Noach. You have to ask God over and over to be plead from this. As the Arizal says, such thoughts are called Noach's flood. And this is what King David cried out. Don't let the water's current sweep away from me. Don't let the, the deep swallow me. He's not referring, he wasn't in the water. He was in his own mind. Recognizing the flood is the flood of the Bilbao the Bilbul, Malbul, Malbul means a flood Bilbul means confusions the floods of confusions the flood of confusions that we're going through today This is a, we're in a flood today, believe it or not there's no water, but there's a mental flood out there there's a mental flood everywhere and what you could do is you have to run to the light run to the light, run to the, run to the light how do you run? you have to run to the truth, to run to the Torah that's the only thing you have today otherwise you get stuck in Noah's flood We get stuck in Noah's flood and this is what he's saying here. That it's impossible, Reb Nachman says, that you can't think of two thoughts at the same time. It's literally impossible. So you have to determine yourself to, to, to be able to constantly, when you're going from fear to trust, keep on fighting, keep on directing, keep on being more conscious and to trust. It's okay to get that trigger. Okay, you're going back here. Y- your job is not really to be upset about the thought, notice it, and now direct it where you want to direct it to. That's really, really, really the, the key to all of this. And one of the best ways to do it, if you're in a flood, you go straight into a five-minute breathing session. It calms you down. It, it, it calms everything. It gives you back to clarity. Many times a day, I just have to go right into the breathing. When I see I can't even handle, when I see I can't even handle the negative thoughts, and it's too much, right away, breathing, change state, then it will re-, re Re-go into that thing. doesn't mean we have to fix things right away. Is that what our sages are saying? This, notice the flood. When you're in a flood, it's time to go into the flood. Into the flood is into the Teva, into the Word. Into the Word of Truth. These are, this is tremendous advice here. And the Holy Zohar teaches, the Bina Liba, the heart is the seat of understanding. This is where intuition comes. You know, my heart feels it we, we say that. The hardest is the seed of intuition. If a person thinks of these negative thoughts, is the same as destroying the world. Wow, you understand what the, the, it's, it's an unbelievable concept. This f- lesson forty nine, the Dalit versus hate. When a person's in a dilute mindset, Rab saying it's like he destroyed the world. How come? Because if I'm in, if I'm in that mindset, you're closed. Your perspective is narrow. Anything I tell you, that's it. This, that's it, the world is closed. Let's say a person got married, got divorced. All men are horrible. She destroyed the world of future relationships. The world is destroyed. I can't make money. Parnassa doesn't come easy. That's it, you put a blockage. The guy will give you the, the survival. You never want to be able to destroy any world by saying something is this doesn't exist. This is the, my marriage will always be terrible. Destroy the world. You have to guard yourself against these negative thoughts. This is what's called the, the dalid. This is the Dalut. Dalut. Dalut mindset. I'm never gonna be healed. I'm never gonna be, Dalut, you destroyed the world. This is exactly what he's saying here. After all, the whole point of the world's existence for the sake of human being to be able to be a creator. That's the whole point. The whole point is for you to take the, 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 the portion of you and to create, like we are a co-creator. Obviously, if a person destroys his intellect, how is he going to create? And this is where we're living in a reactive world, not a creative world. On the other hand, if you're able to go and empty yourself out, you take the thought that you had, you erase that idea, you divorce the story, you, cre- you say I'm radically wide open. I'm open to healing. I'm open to relationships. I'm open to money. I'm open to this. You recreated the whole world, but first you have to. End- first you have to say, "I was in a dilute mindset." The responsibility to say, "I am in a dilute mindset." The world is not that. It's I'm. I'm the vessel. I'm seeing things. on I have, I have a like. A, like I just say everything a, is a blessing or a curse. We are the we are the receptacle for that. So he's saying here, when you do that, it's why it's so very important, it's so important. The importance is, is we all get to this pessimistic, uh, overwhelmed status. But how long does it take you? How long does it take you to recreate that world? Okay, you had a bad breakup. How long were you there then? How long is the world destroyed for you? Two weeks? Three weeks? A One week? Half an hour? That's the question. A month? A decade? That's where you have to... Break limited beliefs. The limited beliefs is exactly what creates destruction of worlds. You understand? Then, when you think of good thoughts, by empty out your heart, letting go of the feeling, the practical way to do it today is either first noticing it and letting it go. Letting it go. Recognizing this is just a feeling you're holding on to for, some, for some, some situation, or it could have been a past, tra- 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 traumatic situation in the past that is making you think this way. As you let go, all of a sudden, then your heart is open. Then you can start now recreating. You can't create with a, with a clogged heart. You have to first empty out the heart, let go, surrender, and then creation can, can, can begin again. Like I physically want to go. If I'm going to Key West, I physically have to stop the car, turn around the car, and go the other way. I can't just go to Orlando if I'm going to Key West. You have to physically notice it. This is the part, this is the whole portion of doing a person doing his bodhidut in contemplation. Why am I thinking this way? Why Why am I stuck like this? Is this a belief that I've developed? And let it turn it around. That's the whole point. But remember, we might have to do this once a day when a person's in a very stuck state. Might have to do this once a week. It depends, but at least recognizing that I am at that moment, the minute I have a fixed belief on anything, a limitation right away, destroyed the world according to Rav Nachman. I didn't say it to you. Rav Nachman's telling it to you. It's like you destroyed the world because you destroyed your potential. Let's say a chazan, all of a sudden he has a bad... Let's say Michael Jordan, Lahavdel. All of a sudden, his rookie year or, or in college, I believe, he didn't, get a, he didn't get into high school, I believe, he didn't get to high school team. One of these things, he had a failure. Let's say, you know what? It's not meant for me to play basketball. That's it, destroyed the world, destroyed his whole career. But the fact that he had so much on to push and push and push to become who he is. And he kept on fighting that belief, even he got rejected. Doesn't mean he wasn't. That's his identity. Rejection doesn't mean your identity. But if he would have said, "This is who I am." See, I got rejected. I tried. It didn't work. Look over Michael Jordan's today. Just giving you an example of a, or a practical example where you could destroy a world by putting in limitations. We are. There's a lot of worlds being destroyed today. A lot of potential being destroyed because of these limitations. Because of exactly of this issue we're going through. One's whole tikkun, or downfall, God forbid, depends on the thoughts of his heart. There you go. I'm not going to tell you. One's whole tikkun, your whole tikkun, your whole spiritual success, is dependent upon the thoughts of the heart. If you think good thoughts, he has a huge tikkun. And if he thinks negative thoughts, he literally ruins himself because of heart's two inclinations. tov and Yetzirah are primarily the thoughts and wisdom of the heart, good thoughts, very simple. He gives it to us in a very blanket policy. If you're thinking positively, it's coming from your Yetzir Tov. If you're thinking negatively, it's coming from your Yetzir Hara. If you're thinking positively, it's coming from your inner soul state. If you're thinking negatively, it's coming from your ego, which is, we spoke about consciousness, anything under 200, which, was, which is desire, fear, greed, uh, desire, fear, shame, guilt. All of this is all ego. Below two hundred is ego, but that's what he's saying, telling you here. Very simple. God created you in Parshas Bereishit. He says, "Man was created with two yuds." Look at the look up the pasuk. Yetzirah two yuds. Yetzirtov and yetzahara. Animal, one. But we have that's the constant battle with your life, guarding, pushing when you. It's a good thought. It's a Yetzirah Any negative thought, automatically, I know it's a Yetzirah It's not. It's not. it's it's it's, it's telling me right away. I'm, in the, I'm connected to the wrong yud. Positive thought, I'm connected to the right yud. It's a very easy mindset to, understand, to look at. But the hardest thing is, is not the information, it's the consciousness. And to be able to fight the, the, the darkness. That's what the, the fight today is. We know what to do, is how do you practically apply this? How do you practically apply this? So this is exactly what I'm saying. Your whole tikkun, your whole spiritual tikkun, your whole life, is based upon guarding the thoughts of your heart. Not of your mind, of your heart. Look why he's saying heart. Because he's saying the feelings produces the thoughts. The heart. The liba. Remember, if I have that feeling, what do you think it's going to produce? Feelings create thoughts. Feelings create thoughts. This is why many times, when you look at, you look at the Pesach, it always says the same thing. I have placed wisdom in your, those who are wise-hearted. Those who are wise-hearted. I place it, it. And we refer to a person, wow, he's very warm-hearted. He's a very warm person. Because the heart is the, is the root of everything. So again, practical advice from this class. Get rid of any limitation. Get rid of any limitation. Get rid of it, because it's, it's stopping your creation. Get rid of it at all costs. Any limitations? Better to say surrender. I don't know. Do what you need to do to get rid of any limitations. Because you can't create if you're in a limitation. Like, just like I can't thank God if I think he's injustice. You, you can't do it. That is the problem why we're not feeling something. Why we're not feeling that energy. You know when people say, I'm trying to thank God, but I don't feel it? Yes, because inside you think he's injustice. But you're not saying thank you. When you know is when you feel something when the body and the mind the body feels that is all in like you feel it Then everything's aligned But when you don't feel it, it's because there's a disconnection somewhere There's a disconnection between the mind and the heart. The heart is saying one thing the mind is saying another. somebody says I love you That's not an I love you. I'm sorry you know, it doesn't just mean somebody said something. It means they're really sorry. How many times have we said, you said sorry, but you didn't mean it. That's a very common thing. Yes, you said sorry, but you didn't mean it. So the bottom line is, empty out any negative thoughts. Notice the, notice the, the constriction and surrender it. And recognize your whole soul's potential according to Rav Nachman, Is... The whole tikkun or downfall depends upon guarding the thoughts of the heart. Surrender. This is why, if you listen to my advice, I, I, daily things I recommend breathing, saying every single day is a brand new day, constant surrender, constant bittal. If you don't know something, it's beyond your logic, you don't have to understand it. Go into a muna. We're trying to prevent. We're trying to prevent because if I make myself into nothing, I can't get stuck in an area. Acceptance versus versus uh, versus resistance. All of these things have the I'm prone. If I start holding on to things, as I start holding on to ideas or limitations, I can't use my head to get myself out of it. Because I'm still fighting the past. I'm still fighting what is. I need to be able to be able to create, create by creating empty. And this is what David and Melech, kind God, my heart is hollow within me. The hollow heart is the greatest thing you need to have. The hollow heart is an open heart. The hollow heart is an open to every opportunity. The closed heart is closed to everything. So when we open up our hearts, we open up our minds. When we close our hearts, our minds are closed. And this is where the root of creation is in your heart. Hashem help us all. We should take this lesson and think about it just practically. Notice the thoughts. If it's coming for negative thought. It's coming from the evil inclination. The evil inclination has to have permission to do what they need to do. They need to get permission. You can't just get rewarded with positive thoughts all the time. You get rewarded once you defend the other ones and you get the positive ones and you notice it. But practically, negative thought, Yud. If it's a thought coming from fear, it's a negative thetahara. If it's a thought coming from, from a positive thought, it's coming from the Yetzirah. That's it. Super simple. Keep it super simple, Parsha's brain sheet before all these psychologists and psychiatrists came. Two yuds. Negative thought, positive negative thought, bad thought. Good thought, you the positive food. That's it. That's what Parsha's y told us. It's exactly how Rabnachman takes something so deep and makes it so simple. Have a great day.